Welcome to AEM Early Access, a podcast of the Society for Academic Emergency Medicine and the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and here's what we've got for you today. Delirium in older people is associated with significant morbidity and mortality, and so prompt recognition is absolutely essential. CT of the head is often used in the work of delirium. However, there are some inpatient studies that suggest it might be overused. Today, we're talking about a paper that starts to investigate whether that might be true in the emergency department as well. It's entitled Utility of Head Computed Tomography for Older Adults with Suspected Delirium in the Emergency Department, a Retrospective Observational Study. We have first author Dr. Brittany Ellis with us to discuss it today. Dr. Ellis is an emergency physician working in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in Canada. She completed a geriatric emergency medicine fellowship at the University of Toronto, and she's currently also involved in transport medicine and has a provincial role as lead for geriatric emergency medicine, which allows her to be involved in research, quality improvement, and service delivery. We're so excited to have her here with us today. Do not forget to read the full text of this article, which will be available open access for a limited time from the publisher. Dr. Ellis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so your paper focuses on the use of CT in older patients presenting to the emergency department with delirium. So I'd like to take a step back for a moment and just talk about delirium itself and some of the data that precedes your study, if that's okay. Yeah. So how how big a problem is delirium among older patients presenting to the emergency department? And what are some of the challenges in diagnosing it? Well, delirium is a big problem in emergency departments. And I'm not just saying that as somebody with perhaps a vested interest. We know that delirium is present in about 10% of people 65 years and older who come to our EDs. And we also know that roughly 20 to 30% of ED patients are 65 years or more. So just to paint a little picture, let's say 25% of ED patients are over 65 or 65 years old and over. And let's take a hospital that has about 60,000 ER visits a year, which is average for an urban emergency department. So there'd be about 15,000 patients who are 65 years or more. And that would mean that this ED has roughly 1,500 cases of delirium in older people every single year. Wow. Notably, though, many of these will not be diagnosed in the ED. And delirium is a condition itself that's associated with increased risks of morbidity and mortality and increased healthcare metrics, such as increased length of stay. Yet it often goes missed. Like I said before, in fact, almost 80% or 90% of the time it is missed in the ED. And it's missed for a variety of reasons, including lack of ED-specific tools to diagnose delirium, as well as challenges with implementing the tools that do exist. Okay. So you mentioned in your paper that there is data from the inpatient setting to suggest that CT is overused in the work above delirium. Can you tell us a little bit about that data? There are a few studies that did look at this, and they generally found that for patients with delirium, who did not have either recent trauma such as a fall 
a new focal neurological deficit or declining level of consciousness, CT heads had new acute findings in roughly 2 to 3% of cases only. Okay. So your study then was a retrospective observational study looking at data from the emergency department from August 2016 to May 2020. And these were patients presenting to three large urban Canadian emergency departments. So with your study, what specific questions were you hoping to answer? So we were hoping to help tease out the utility of CT heads in emergency department patients with signs and symptoms of delirium. It has long been taught that delirium can be caused by a whole host of things, medications, pain, dehydration, infection, infarction, and more. Mm -hmm. And in addition to identifying delirium, one of the tricky things in caring for a patient with delirium in the ED is trying to figure out which of these many things may be causing their delirium. You can imagine ruling out all of the potential causes of delirium listed above could be very resource and time intensive especially in an mm-hmm. emergency department. One of the resources that we thought that's commonly, commonly utilized in delirious older patients is a CT head to rule out intracranial causes. Now, CT heads take both time to get done and interpreted, delaying potential patient disposition and also cost money. But we knew from that inpatient literature that we talked about that, in fact, without specific additional findings other than delirium, such as focal neurodeficits or low GCS, CT heads were really of limited use for this patient population. So we wondered what the utility of CT heads in older ED patients with delirium might be. Okay, so tell us briefly about your methods. Yeah, so the study was a retrospective chart review. And because we recognized that delirium is underdiagnosed in emergency departments, we employed a unique way of identifying potential patient encounters. So rather than simply using the word delirium as a search criteria for identifying them, we also included words or phrases that have been shown to have high positive predictive values for a diagnosis of delirium to identify our patients. Mm -hmm. All encounters that were for patients 65 years and more during the study period were included, apart from those whose inclusion was based on the reference to a previous presentation only. So in other words, they weren't in the ED that day because of something related to delirium, or they were presenting direct to a provider other than an emergency physician, for example, direct to internal medicine or orthopedics or something. All of the charts and patient encounters that were included were analyzed by a minimum of two team members prior to our data analysis and interpretation. Okay. So you wound up with uh, 492 patient encounters that fit those criteria from some 464 patients, I think, uh, were the unique patients because some patients had more than one encounter uh, that fit the criteria. So what did you find in regard to your primary outcome? So how many patients had a head CT as part of their workup? And what proportion of those showed an acute finding? So we had, um, as you said, there were the 492 patient encounters and in total, 279, or just over half of the patient encounters in our study, involved a CT head. And we found that just over 4.5% of those patients who had a CT head had an acute finding on their scan. 
But when we looked more closely at this, we found that nearly half of the patients with acute findings had indications for their CT scan beyond delirium. So indications like focal neuro deficits or a GCS lower than 14. Mm. Okay. So uh, regarding the secondary outcomes, you were starting to, I think, talk a little bit more about that. What did you find in terms of demographics and their presenting symptoms and their ED dispositions? So in our study, we found that uh, for the populations who got CT head and those who did not, they were similar in terms of both age and sex. We also found that patients who received a CT scan of their head were significantly more likely to have a focal neurological deficit than those who did not get a CT head. So 10% of patients in the CT head group had focal neuro deficits and less than 1% who did not get a CT head group scan uh, had focal neuro deficits. The data also showed that patients who had delirium symptoms and were discharged from the ED were more likely to have not undergone CT scanning. So 17% of patients who were discharged versus 33% of patients who were admitted. Okay. Um, So you started to get into this before. In your discussion that, you know, almost half of CTs performed with acute findings had an additional indication beyond the delirium. Besides focal neurologic deficits, what else did you find in that list? So we know from those inpatient studies, as you said, that acute findings were present in about 10% of patients. But when we removed our focal neuro deficits, the new trauma declining level of consciousness, the acute findings dropped to about 2 or 3%. In our study, we had similar findings. Although only 5% of our patient encounters who had a CT scan had a positive finding. And trauma was not associated with more acute findings in our study population. Now, some might say, well, of course you have similar findings to the inpatient population as their similar groups. And while, yes, they are similar in some ways, the ED patient population is arguably more undifferentiated than inpatient populations, and we often have less baseline information to use in our assessments. So it's usually not appropriate for us to generalize studies from the inpatient world into the emergency department populations. So overall, it seems like your results were consistent um, with the previous studies. Um, so, you know, it does seem that there probably is low utility of head CT in these older patients with delirium in the absence of one of those things or specific neurologic findings, but it's it's not zero. Um, but there are downsides of over-liberal use of CT in these patients as well. So can you talk about the downsides of CTs in this group a little bit? Yeah, I I think I probably alluded to this a little bit earlier, but as you and and most listeners will be aware of, the ED is a very, very busy place where there is a focus on rapid assessment, investigation, management, and disposition. And we try our best to provide the most effective and efficient care to all. Part of being efficient is performing investigations which are indicated and likely going to assist in in patient care and clinical decision-making. So, to talk about this, I'm just going to illustrate a little bit of a point, if that's okay. Sure. At um, at the beginning, I mentioned that uh, if we took an ER where there are 60,000 visits a year, there'd be roughly 1,500 cases of older people with delirium. And based on our study, roughly half of them get a CT head. So let's say 750 people. 
About half of these 750 will have an indication, such as a focal neuro deficit, trauma, or altered level of consciousness. So overall, we get 375 CT scans done a year for delirium alone, essentially. Mm-hmm. We can assume a CT scanner takes about 30 minutes to perform by the time the patient's transferred to and from the CT scanner. And let's say it takes another 60 minutes or so for the radiologist to read and interpret and report the scan, which in many centers, I think these times are probably quite efficient. So in just one year, that's an estimated of roughly 550 patient care hours that perhaps could be better utilized through a more judicious selection of patients with delirium who require a CT head. Mm-hmm. And let's remember that many emergency departments have more than 60,000 visits a year, meaning an even greater de- impact. And some departments have no access to CT scanners in-house, so would need to transport patients potentially great distances away from family just for imaging alone. Oh, that's true. More more judicious use of scans um, in patients with delirium would also help to avoid some of the risks that occur. For example, patients with confusion may require restraint, either pharmacologic or physical, unfortunately, to safely perform a CT scan and get the information that we need. And there's other risks associated with the scan, such as contrast um, use. So this example is, is a vast, vast oversimplification. But the point is that we may be able to make the process of investigating and managing older patients with delirium and no other indication for CT head, both lower risk and more timely, without risking missing important diagnosis. And I think this has the potential to benefit many people. Okay. So we're not yet at decision rules, but what would you like the reader to come away from this study with? Um, And what studies do you think need to come next? So we think that based on this work and previous works, providers should consider limiting their use of CT heads in patients with delirium in the ED if the patient does not have other established criteria for the CT scan, again, that focal neural deficits or trauma or decreased level of consciousness, doing this may improve the utility of CT heads. It may decrease patient length of stay in healthcare spending and may also reduce the risk of adverse events. Now, this was recognizably a retrospective study, and inpatient studies that I looked at have all largely been retrospective as well, which creates certain issues. So we think a larger prospective study of head imaging in patients with delirium in the ED is warranted, and this information could definitely be used to better inform clinicians and potentially develop future guidelines for care. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ellis, for this work and for your time on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes at AEM Early Access, all one word. Don't forget to read the full text of this article, available open access from the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal for a limited time. Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.